Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. My name is Kyle Knight, and I'm the digital ministry director here at Fathom. Uh, thank you all for listening wherever you are. Um, we, we took a week break, but we are back. And um, if you haven't yet checked out our last episode where we talked with Amanda, our worship leader about worship here at Fathom, um, go back and check that out after you listen to this. Um, because it's definitely one that you'll you'll want to listen to and you can't miss. Uh, but today we are joined by um, none other than our fearless leader, lead pastor, Chris Martin. Um, welcome back, Chris, from a little time off. Hey, feeling good. <laughs> feeling completely well, rested. Well rested. Well rested because yeah. it was just a week, you know, um, t- what was what was the was your favorite part of your week off? Yeah. Besides uh, not being here. So it's been, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, I missed seeing your face. That was, yeah. Oh yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah, You, I missed it. No, um, no, no. Uh, (laughs) so it was actually, uh, with, with, you know, 2020 has been a weird year, obviously for everybody, but, but when it came to, uh, the church, you know, I was planning on a regular rhythm of, of this year and, uh, and coronavirus shows up on the scene in mid March. Uh, and we've had to make so many different pivots and changes to strategy and going online and then going live stream and then coming back in person and maintaining live stream that, uh, there just hasn't been a lot of time to, uh, to kind of enter into a restful rhythm. And so as we are kind of ending summer, kind of looking towards fall, it was good to take a week. I'm going to take a couple more weeks, uh, and, and, and really just try and refresh myself, uh, moving forward. But I don't know, best part, just, we we didn't do anything. I mean, it was the, it was a staycation, which was the best part about it. You know, sleeping in, going for runs, mowing my lawn, hanging out with my girls. That was pretty much it. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well-deserved week off. Um, but, uh, so today we are going to be chatting with Chris about, um, really all things fathom, but, um, some of what's going on now as kind of Chris mentioned a little bit, um, but also some things coming up that we want you all to get excited for that we are excited for. Um, but also just how things are going now during this again, still crazy weird time of not just, not just the life of our church, but I mean, weird time in this country, in this world with this pandemic still going on. Um, so some really good things that we're going to talk to Chris about, but, um, I'll ask you first, Chris, um, what, how have you been the last five, gosh, is it five, six months when all this started? However, um, what's it been like for you? How have you been, um, throughout all those months, all these months now still being the lead pastor of, of our church? Yeah, it's been, um, I I think just like everybody, it's been this roller coaster of kind of ups and downs and, uh, it, you know, yeah, it's five months of, of trying to figure out what, what rhythms look like in the midst of, uh, a global pandemic. So this is all new for all of us, but, uh, but really for, for, for me, 
there, there's kind of two sides. There was my own emotional side and trying to work through, uh, what everybody's working through, just the, 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 the loss of, um, of time, the loss of kind of freedoms, the loss of, uh, uh, even feeling secure and safe and all of that, just kind of the internal stuff. And then there was also the leadership stuff of trying to lead our church through this and figuring out real practically, how do we even do church? Can we do church? What does online even mean? Like all of these things were super weird. Um, so uh, I, I think I think what I would say is that that while 2020 has been a weird year uh, for me personally, I think it's been good. Uh, I mean, if I'm just completely honest, uh, last year for me, like 2019 was really my internal crisis year with my burnout and all of that. And so um, so I kind of came into 2020 thinking, man, there's no way that 2020 can can be worse than 2019. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, spoke too soon or whatever, but, but personally for me, it's not been worse than 2019 was personally. Uh, I think corporately worldwide, it certainly has, but, um, but, uh, I think 2019 really set me up in my heart and, uh, and towards emotional health to kind of handle 2020 in a, in a, in a way that has been productive for me individually, for my family, but also I hope for our church. Um, and if I'm honest, I didn't think this was going to play out the way it did. Like on, uh, I think it was March 12th or whatever. We decided that we were going to go online, uh, and, and not gather. And I thought, okay, maybe a couple of weeks we'll, you know, we'll, whatever we'll, we'll do this and we'll kind of get over it or, 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 or whatever. I, I remember one of my friends who he, he's a church planter and they meet in a, in an elementary school or something. And he said, our school just called and told us that we are not allowed to gather until Easter. Mm. And I told him, dude, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, I can't believe that you're not going to be able to do church physically until Easter. And then of course, Easter Sunday, I'm sitting in my living room wearing stretchy pants, like watching, watching myself <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, I, I never, I, you know, I thought it would, would be over in a couple of weeks and then it wasn't. And I thought it'd be over by Easter and then it wasn't. And then I thought maybe mother's day and then it wasn't. And then I thought summer will surely burn this thing away. And now we're looking into the fall and you know, we don't know. I mean, this is no end in sight. I mean, I, that really, I, I would imagine there's an end, but I just don't, I can't see it yet, you know, uh, which is exactly what you just said. So, um, yeah, it's, it's needless to say, just like for everybody, this has been a strange year. So, yeah. What, what do you think, what is the biggest thing you've learned this year? And maybe that's personally or learned about in leading a church. Um, what is your one takeaway so far as it's August right now that you have learned through this crazy, crazy time? Um, just one, just, only just one, one, thing. one thing. Uh, let me, I think this is, it, maybe it's not like the first time learning it, but it's certainly reinforced it. Uh, but I'll, I'll put it like this. Um, this year has reinforced the idea that the church is not a building you walk in, but it's people you walk with. Like that's, this is why online has worked. Um, though I do not think it's ideal though. I do not think it's actually the way it's supposed to be. Like, I don't think online 
can fully replace in-person gatherings. I mean, and that's great. Um, but more than ever, I think the things that we maybe pay lip service to that, Oh, the church is in the building, you know, and, uh, it's a group of people. It's, you know, you and me, we're the church, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes, uh, but, but, but it's more than just, just like the physical locale is not, uh, what defines the church, but it's also not individualistic. And it's like the church really is a people you are meant to walk with whatever that means, whether that's on zoom or whether that's socially distanced or whether that's in a room with masks or whether that's with a couple hundred people, you know, with no masks sitting six inches apart, spitting into the air songs, you know, like, like the people that you walk with are far more important than the place you walk into. And I, I feel like that's, that's been something that's just resonated in my head and my heart through this. Yeah. That's, that's always good to, uh, to remember. Um, so can you give us, give us uh, kind of a little update on the state of fathom church now? What are, what are things like now? What do we have going on? How can people listening now hear this? Maybe, maybe they're not connected during this time. Maybe they've kind of fallen away from that, um, taken a break, whatever it is, but what do we, um, what do we've got going on here uh, that people can tune into, stay connected. What are some of the things we're doing now? Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious one is Sunday mornings. Um, there's this, uh, we, we have the, the two services every Sunday, nine and 11 in person and online. So a true live stream at both of them. Uh, and we are limiting obviously the, the Sunday morning to 50 individuals at each service, uh, masks are required, uh, the entire service by everybody except for young children. Um, and then, um, and then we're also socially distanced. So if you haven't been back to, uh, our room, it's very bizarre. Like there's, you're not sitting next to anybody because that you've got your six foot bubble around you. So, um, so we're trying to be very responsible in terms of how we're doing our in-person gatherings. Uh, but at the same time, we understand and and want to respect and honor the fact that there are people who are un, unable or unwilling uh, yet to kind of come back to that. Not just they just don't want to take the risk yet um, for whatever reason. Um, and uh, and we don't want those people like really we don't want them. We don't want those people to feel like second class citizens, but but even more so, we want them to be served. We want them to be loved and cared for. So the online service is is uh, a, a good option. I mean, I think it's what we all kind of experienced during quarantine when we weren't meeting at all in person. But uh, to have that option, to have the, the live stream, to have music and to have uh, preaching and to have, you know, scripture reading and to have communion and uh, like even prayer, digital prayer and chat room and all that stuff. Those things uh, we're trying to engage people, like give you people to walk with through this, uh, on that Sunday morning thing. Uh, and, and so my, my hope, uh, especially as we look through the summer, man, it's been hard. I know a lot of people have been starting some vacations or camping or, 
or, you know, just out and about doing stuff. But, um, one of the things that I just commend to our church, um, you know, statistically, uh, across the United States, about a third of, uh, of church congregations are watching online. About a third are showing up in person if there are in-person gatherings. Um, but then there's about a third of the church of almost every church in the nation that have been polled that are just not, they've, they've kind of just disconnected. Um, and, uh, th- that makes me pretty, pretty nervous, uh, not for the state of our church, not like, oh no, well, you know, we're, we're going to miss a third of giving, or we're going to miss a third of our people. Like it's, um, the regular gathering and practicing your faith with other believers, walking with them, um, is vital to your spiritual formation. It is vital to your spiritual health. And so, um, so that, that'd be the big commendation as we are finishing out the summer. Now we've got stuff coming in the fall, but like, as we finish out summer, if you're engaged, uh, online, stay engaged. If you feel safe, come join us in person. If you have kind of disengaged, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you have, but if you just happen to, um, let me call you back to engagement online or in person, uh, get back with your church. It doesn't matter in or online. I I don't quite care about that. Um, you need to be with your church. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there's, we're, we have a lot of options, a lot of, a lot of ways you can definitely stay connected. Um, you, you mentioned it a little bit and I wanted to get to something maybe, maybe not necessarily a little bit more positive or something like that, but, um, Looking now to the fall, I mean, it's it's August already. The fall is pretty much right around the corner. What are some things um, what are some things coming up at Fathom that that we could get people excited about? Um, again, it's for as as far as we know, it's going to be weird um, and it's going to be different. But um, what are some things that we're doing at Fathom that are coming up to, to get to get people excited? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think um, more than ever, uh, our discipleship groups are going to be vital. Like uh, they've always been vital. Like even in a church our size, a small church, a couple hundred people is too many people because you can't know 200 people. Uh, you need to know 12. Like I've always said that. And that's always been our philosophy behind our discipleship groups. But um, starting at like the week after Labor Day, we're relaunching our discipleship groups and while we moved them all online uh, on Zoom uh, during quarantine, what we've tried to do this this semester is make this, the group size small enough so that they can actually physically gather uh, under the current uh, governmental restrictions and uh, practice social distancing uh, and physically gather. So that's our plan. We've got, I think, three, two or three uh brand new groups that are starting Kyle, you're starting one. So that's uh, pretty yeah. exciting, but we're going to, we're, we, we have some established groups. We have some uh, groups that have some, some room in them. And then we have a few new groups all across uh, the Southwest side of town that we would um, really just want to start plugging people into. And so I brought a quote, uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who was um, uh, a pastor, a Lutheran pastor, theologian, writer, author, uh, really, uh, integral part of, uh, the confessing church during, uh, really world war II and, and in Nazi Germany, he, he, he started a kind of like an underground seminary when he was, uh, 
essentially when the church was being ravaged by the Nazis and kind of watering down um, the national church in Germany. And he started this underground seminary where where disciples were being made and people were being trained in the faith. And he he said this uh, this quote when he was talking about um, like the dangers involved of having this kind of underground society. And he said this. The physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. Um, And I just thought, okay, we can't all gather physically right now, but the physical presence of the believer is really necessary. So a small group, even if you don't feel like you're ready for a group of 10, like even just saying, okay, is there a couple or a couple couples who we would do a socially distanced dinner with, or like, I don't know what it is, but we need, you need again to, to keep using that same line. You need people to walk with. And so, um, so D groups are starting back up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do signups. Uh, we're going to be sending out emails and calls, just trying to get as many people plugged into our small groups as we can for the fall. I think more than ever, that 10 to 12 people is really going to be mm-hmm. vital for your spiritual formation in the midst of this fall. Uh, the other thing we're, we're going to be starting up again is women's Bible study. Uh, that will be smaller groups, socially distanced, that sort of thing. So we're going to do, uh, for, for our women specifically, we're going to have those, uh, those Bible studies starting. Uh, we're talking about, uh, some, some innovations for kids ministry in the fall and even, uh, some innovations and relaunching youth ministry in the fall. So, so lots of smaller, um, either on-site or off-site groups that are following safety protocols around the coronavirus, um, but that allow for, for us to walk together, even as we're not going to get, you know, we're not getting 150 people in the room anytime soon. Um, and, and I think that's okay. Like as much as I want to see everybody and I want to hear everybody singing and I want my jokes to really land to a good group of people as yeah, because, yeah, cause, cause you know, 30 or 40 people, it's just not, I don't get the, the ruckus laughter that I, I really I, I try need. to laugh loud from yeah, the work back. On that, dude. You know, I'm, I, I think know. you should work I'll on try. that, but, um, but we can still be together. Like we can still walk in this together with with each other. So that's my, that's the kind of the fall push is like, Hey, just like every year we want people to get in groups, but more than ever, you need a group of people. You need some people. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things coming up and, um, a lot of ways to stay connected. Cause definitely, I mean, now more than ever, I feel like in our society, it's easy to be connected with each other, whether that's virtually or whatever. But I think sometimes, especially when it comes to church, um, like you said at the beginning, some of us still think of church as Sunday mornings in the building and that's pretty much it. And, um, and we forget that connection happens in so many other different ways and building relationships have happened in so many different ways. Um, so, so those are awesome. So stay, uh, stay tuned to hear, uh, more about all of those. Um, and then I guess maybe the last thing, and you've kind of, you've touched on this quite a bit through, um, through this time, but, uh, and I know you, you, you've kind of said some, um, just some, some things to some advice, um, some, some thoughts to, to those who are maybe struggling right now, um, of, 
not not getting to church. Maybe it's for so many different reasons. Maybe they're upset about different some certain protocols or whatever, or waiting until certain things change to come back into church, all those sorts of things. Um, or maybe they're here, uh, whatever it is. Um, what are just maybe one or two super important things that you would love to tell our church um, that you could recommend about maybe even just encouraging them through this time. That's um, that maybe they're, maybe they're just angry with how things are and angry with, you know, they've got to wear a mask in church or whatever like that. Um, What's, what's just like a really good encouragement from their lead pastor. I know you've kind of been saying that throughout this whole time, but um, just some, a little bit more encouragement to those listening that are still just, yeah, it's uncertainty and, that's it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, this may, may or may not fit everybody, but I'll just put it out there. Um, now more than ever, maybe that's a bit of an overstatement, but, but I'll just lean on to that, that now more than ever, you, you have the opportunity and the responsibility to make your faith your own. Um, gone at least for now are the days where where you can just easily and comfortably show up you know roll roll into to church kind of you know get your needs met get your itches scratched and listen to some good tunes meet some people that you like listen to an enjoyable sermon feel good get out you know walk to a restaurant eat i mean more than ever that has been interrupted um and, uh, and faith is, is no longer something that you just get to consume. Uh, it's just, it, it is now more requiring than it has ever been in the past. You have to make a concerned effort to either log in or to, to show up and bring a mask and socially distance and register to come. And I mean, goodness, all of these things, it's just the the barriers are up as it were, and you have to make the call. Am I going to do it or not? Um, so more than ever, you get, you, you get the opportunity, but you also have the, the challenge of, um, of owning your faith right now. Uh, and, and so we're talking about better ways to equip uh, our church in this way. Like, um, we want to try and make Sundays accessible. The other thing we just talked about in elders meeting, uh, today actually is that, uh, this fall. So after we're done with first Corinthians, which is like mid October, there's about six weeks before we jump into Advent and Christmas. Uh, and we're going to do a, a sermon series, start a new sermon series. It's actually going to be topical, which I know everybody wants to throw, you know, fruit and vegetables at me when I go topical, but I hardly ever do it. So, you know, back up. All right. <laughs> and we just spent 40 some weeks in first Corinthians, just back at off. All right? uh, but, but we're going to take the six weeks after first Corinthians before we jump into Advent. And we're going to start a ser- sermon series called the disciplines. Uh, where we're going to start uh, doing a slow piece together of um, 
what historically are known as spiritual disciplines. Uh, sometimes we call them practices or rhythms or uh, pathways or, you know, I don't know, whatever. But essentially, these are the things that Christians historically have done, practices or disciplines alongside of community and the teaching of God's word. So if you think about like the, the you know, a triangle and there's three points to the triangle, historically, the teaching of God's word has been one point. The community of God has been a second point. And the third point has been spiritual disciplines, practices that each individual Christian works on in community, informed by the teaching of God's word, but specifically for the maturation and development of the believer. And we feel like it, we, we're, we're, we're wanting to, um, to teach on those in the fall to help kind of equip, um, you, the saints to, to, uh, really own your faith, to go deeper with God, that you don't get to just come here to go deeper, that you now are given the tools to start forging that path, uh, with the spirit's guidance in your own life. So, um, the encouragement would be stay connected. The encouragement would be, you know, get some people around you. And the encouragement would be, um, it's your, it's your chance. Like this is your time to, to take this seriously. Um, I think there will be some who fall away in this season uh, because their faith has always been built around convenience. Um, and man, my prayer is that rather than that being the main narrative at Fathom, that the narrative would be, and I've never pursued Christ harder than I've done in this season. I've never prayed more. I've never been in my word more. I've never connected. I've been forced to work harder at connections and therefore my relationships have deepened because of that. And I would love to have that as a testimony for our church on the other side, whenever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, those are good things. And if you're, if, if you're after all that, if you're still, struggling with ways to connect with fathom let us know we'd be we'd be more than happy to um to get you connected um but as we're kind of running out of time uh, a, a little bit is there any anything else you wanted to to mention um no cool no no you 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 we got it covered bro we got it covered so I, I mean, I, yeah, here, here's my, come on, let's do this church. Like that's, yeah. I mean, I say it after every, almost every sermon, let's get after it. Like this is, let's do it. Like coronavirus or not, we are still God's people. He is still on the throne. We still get to worship him. Amen. And I just call our church to, to believe that and to practice that. And, and, and what might God do this fall uh, as we do this together? Preach it. So, yeah. Yeah. Preach it, Pastor Chris. Um, yeah. And, and so as, as we kind of wrap up here, um, speaking of preach it, Pastor Chris, um, check out uh, service this weekend. Um, Pastor Chris will be continuing First Corinthians still. <laughs> I don't know what week it is, but we're getting through it. That's <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um, this week's a good one. Not saying the last weeks have not been a good one, but, um, Chris has told me this is, this is a good one preaching on communion. Um, so make sure you check that out, whether it's, uh, in person at nine or 11 here or, um, and like we said, I think a little bit earlier alluded to it by registering fathomchurch.org slash Sundays um, for one of those services. If you want to be in person with us or checking out the live stream, we live stream both of those services. Um, but we'll be uh, we'll be there. Uh, say hi to us. 
Uh, but yeah, Chris will be talking about communion. And what's awesome is next week's podcast, uh, we'll be sitting down with Chris again to talk more about communion, to go more in depth about that, what that looks like at Fathom. Um, uh, just, just a lot of really good things about communion, why it's important, um, to us. So, um, that's it for now. Uh, make sure again, uh, to subscribe to this podcast. If you do not have the fathom app, we encourage you again, um, to go download it. It's got, it's got this, it's got all of our other resources, our fathom Academy, Christian theology class on there, all of the sermons, um, everything like that. Uh, fathomchurch.org slash app is where you would get that. But, um, listen to this wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but, uh, get the app for sure. So you can stay updated with everything that's going on here at fathom church. So again, uh, thank you all for listening, church. We love you, and we'll catch you next time. Adios. Adios.